Welcome everybody to SurviveAndProtectOnline.com. This is the website where you can take online video courses and you can also learn personal protection, urban survival, and everything in between. Starting in January 2021, Survive and Protect will begin its Survive and Protect Academy. To become a student of the Survive and Protect Academy, all you need to do is go to SurviveAndProtectOnline.com, click on the Attend S&P Academy button, and scroll down the page till you see a set of instructions that will show you how to become a student of the Survive and Protect Academy. In the Survive and Protect Academy, you will get exclusive content that will not be on any of Survive and Protect's social media platforms. So be sure to join us today by going to SurviveAndProtectOnline.com and come down to the bottom of the page, enter your email address, and click the subscribe button. So before we go, always remember to be aware, wash the hands, and have a plan. We'll see you soon. What's going on, everybody? Good evening. Welcome to Thoughts of the Week podcast. And uh, before we get into and dive into Dr. Claude Anderson's work, I wanted to set the stage a little bit in regards to the show. All right. So there's a lot to be said about this picture that you guys are looking at right now. It's a lot to be said about it. Um, for about a week, I've been kind of looking at, well, not looking at the picture, but I knew what the picture was and just kind of rolling with, um, you know, trying to think about what I was going to say about it. And, um, a lot of things went through my head, crossed them in my mind, stuff like that. And one of the things that went across my mind. Let's get back to this picture here. One of the things that crossed my mind was um, it's amazing how who knows how far back this hanging lynching was. But um, it's kind of interesting how right now in 2020, there have been a few hangings, right? There's been a few hangings going on, and this is amazing how even in 2020, this type of stuff is still going on, right? It's quite amazing how this stuff is still going on. But the difference is that um, they are trying to say that these recent hangings with these black men they were trying to say they were all suicides, right? That's the going word, right? They've all been suicides. But one of the, um, from what I understand, one of the police departments is kind of backtracking on that statement now because it was said that the feds were coming in to try to take a look at the situation. So now at least one police department and might be others could be changing their tune from using the suicide narrative so now you're going to paint the picture that all black men just want to go on and hang themselves right i mean that was another thought in my head so if you take a look at this picture and i'll pull up another one here shortly the same one but a little bit wider um of course you're going to have some people that's going to be have that the attitude or the mindset of they just can't look at this anymore. They can't take it. So they turn a blind eye to it. It's just too much overwhelming, which I can understand to some to some degree. Um, you're going to have other people that's going to be like, come on, man, can we get over this already? You know, they don't want you to talk about it. And maybe because the the um, the guilt they feel inside. For some reason, they have some type of guilt. So they don't want you to talk about this. Man, can we just move on? 
but it seems like when you move on these things keep continuing when you turn a blind eye and you move on right and so you got those people those people want to turn a head turn their head turn a blind eye act like this ain't going on or this is old this don't happen no more but like i said earlier a few minutes ago this type of thing is happening in 2020 right in 2020 this type of stuff still going on you still finding brothers getting hung mysteriously and they all chop it up to saying oh they committed suicide look at look look at the brother down on the ground i guess he i don't know if he fell or they took him down and dropped him down or what or he just kind of maybe his head snapped i don't know off his neck ain't no telling right so real quick let me pull this up and widen it a little bit right let me remove the logo even though it's probably no need to but we're gonna move it anyway for a minute so take a look at this picture man look at some you see a guy there smiling uh other people is, is acting like they're standing in front of celebrities they you know they trying to stick their head out so the camera can catch them their faces on camera like they're standing in front of their favorite celebrity, right? And another thought that came across my mind was this. It was it was another thought saying, see all these men in the picture that have to make sure they, they take a picture and get seen on camera. I wonder how many of their children's children or children's children's children are alive right now. There's somebody living possibly right now who this is their ancestor the ancestor took a pictures with uh black men that were hung imagine that there's somebody that's possibly alive right now who this might be their great great grandfather or great great uncle or something to that effect right ain't that amazing and like i said the one dude is on the right there kind of cheesing it up then his buddy had his uh hand on his shoulder like man let me get in this picture and everybody's want to stick their head out you know again like i said it's like their uh favorite celebrity they're trying to make sure they get a picture with it. they got to be seen right and of course like i said in this particular one the uh what's missing of course we'll go back to this one is the the young brother there on the ground looks like they pulled his pants down or something looks like his pants is pulled down or maybe that's the shirt pulled over the pants i wonder what violations these guys done i don't know if they was just for being black or they did something that they found they deemed fit which i don't know man they deemed fit for them to be hung and so, you know, those were the few few of the thoughts that crossed my mind, right? And I know some of you are probably gonna turn it off. Um, you know, like I said, there's some of you who want to just move on, and you know, we'll move on, and then something else happens again. All right. So it's been a lot of stuff going on, and still continues to go on. There's a lot of other things going on. I might talk about it at the end or kind of get a quick brief on it at the end. But today we're going to talk about question number 29. We're going to look into blacks didn't lynch whites. So why did whites routinely lynch blacks? All right. Why did they routinely lynch blacks? So we're not going to do any intro today man all right we're not going to do any intros whatsoever let me see here you know you're rocking with the best this is thoughts of the week we're not going to put any music behind it or anything like that i'm just going to keep it real and that's it all right so before we get started real quick 
there we go. Here's the places that you can listen to the podcast for those who listen to the podcast. If you know, you might be watching me and decide you want to come back and listen to it, right? Or you might have just peeped me out right now and decide, oh, I'll listen to them later. And maybe you want to listen to a podcast. To the podcast audio version, you can go to, uh, as you see on your screen, you can just check it out yourself as we cycle through the many places you can listen to. All right. So there we go. And by the way, again, what we're going to be doing is talking about this book. We're going to go into this book right here, A Black History Reader. You guys can get a glimpse of it real quick. This is what we're going to be talking about right here. Dr. Claude Anderson's latest book, A Black History Reader. 101 questions you never thought to ask. All right. Once again, by Claude Anderson. All right. So there you have it. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to pull up his other books. I'm going to grab his other books real quick. Um, I say all of them is a must have, a must, should be in all schools. All right. This definitely breaks down things the way it should be and the way you've never um, heard it broken down before. All right. So I'm going to grab his other books here real quick. All right. So these are all the places you can hear or see the podcast on, right? And so let me grab his book real quick. His books. All right. Let me see. There we go. All right, so I say these are must must have and a must read. This should be in all schools. Let me just put them out like that real quick. There you go. All right, and of course, here's this other one right here. I'll put that down like that. And so before we get into it, let's take a look at it real quick. You have black labor, white wealth. The Search for Power and Economic Justice. Um, this is the book that I believe shows you how blacks got into the position they got into in the first place, where we're pretty much having all these things done to us over the years, over the years, over the years, right? So that breaks it down from start to finish. And then we have Dirty Little Secrets, a black history about black history as heroes and other tr troublemakers. A lot of good information on black history here, different black history facts. All right. And then you have his other book is called More Dirty Little Secrets. All right. These are more black history facts, some known, but probably a lot more not known that pe people uh, need to know about. All right. Then Claude Anderson has his Powernomics book. Now, black labor, white wealth shows you how blacks ended up on the bottom to this day. Right. For those who don't want to believe it, you know, get the book, read it, see for yourself. Um, he breaks things down in this book. Very informative black labor, the labor of blacks has built the white wealth of the country of the US, right? And then Powernomics shows you how you can possibly, blacks can get out of that situation that this was talking about, how they were brought into it. His other book shows you the solutions or the options on how to get out of it. Powernomics, the national plan to empower black America, all right? There you go with that. And then of course his final, I don't know if his final book, I think he has another book uh, he's working on too. But here is the Black History Reader. All right. 101 questions you never thought to ask. OK, so again, the question is. 
blacks didn't lynch whites, so why did blacks? The why did whites lynch blacks? All right. So we're going to dive into the question here and see what it's all about. All right. So. Question number 29. Blacks didn't lynch whites, so why did whites routinely lynch blacks? All right, routinely lynch blacks. So my examination, this is what he says, my examination of historical records does not show a single instance of blacks lynching whites or members of any other group. So according to his examinations of historical records, research and historical records. He doesn't find anywhere where it shows that um, not one single black person ever lynched in history, historical record, where blacks lynched white people or other groups, Indians, Asians, um, whatever other races, Russians, whatever. He hasn't found that, right? Lynching is a form of terrorism used to frighten punish, exploit, and control blacks, all right? I'm gonna say that again, or read that again. Lynching is a form of terrorism used to frighten, punish, exploit, and control blacks. White extra legal groups, such as the Ku Klux Klan routinely lynched blacks, especially black men. All right. Lynchings peaked in 1896 after the Supreme Court's Plessy versus Ferguson decision. Again, in 1918, when black soldiers returned home from World War One and again in the 1930s, following the end of the Great Depression, lynching blacks was a recreational and festive activity for white men. And it is not difficult to understand why. Now, I'm going to go back to this picture real quick. And say this and read this again. Lynching blacks was a recreational and festive activity for white men. And it is not difficult to understand why. He said a festive activity. So you see all these guys in the pictures like, hey, this is a festive activity. One guy smiling. Looks like another guy in the back somewhere is, uh, has a little grin on his face. And there's look like another one with a possible little grin. And then everybody else had to get in this picture. Man, I got to get in this picture and stand in front of these Negroes. All right. So it was a festive activity for white men, and it is not difficult to understand why. White men lynched blacks primarily because, one, they could. All right. Two, they faced no prosecution by law enforcement. And three, it was such an accepted part of the culture that nearly that nearly a century after slavery ended, U.S. presidents and congressmen refused to enact anti-lynching laws. All right. So I'm going to read number three again. It was such an, an accepted part of the culture. It was part of their culture that nearly a century after slavery ended, after slavery ended, U.S. presidents and congressmen refused to en enact anti-lynching laws. All right. In February, uh, in a February 10, 2015 article, y'all guys can watch, you can pull this up. And um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to try to pull it up as well as I'm reading this. And um, in a February 10, 2015, the Washington Post article Mark Berman reported that the number of blacks lynched by whites had been underreported through the years. All right. So let me try to pull that up. 2015 Washington Post real quick here. Let me see what we can do here. Um, who we got here? Mark Berman. Let me see. See able to pop up. Even more black people were lynched in the U.S. Oh, here's a Mark Berman. Let me see. 
there you go, February 15th. And while I'm gonna pull that up real quick, hopefully that won't it won't go out on me. Sometimes Washington Post articles let you look at it for a second, then they disappear on you. All right. So there you go. Um, even more black people. This is 2015 article. See, I like to when I say this stuff, I like to try to have some backing facts. So when people start coming up with the all man and all this. Sometimes you can know stuff and you might not be able to know how to get the information pulled back up or you're unable to get it because maybe they, you know, let it go. But you're trying to tell people some truth and they don't want to believe you. So even more black people were lynched in the U.S. than previously thought study finds. All right. There you go. There was a bridge where somebody was hung. I'm pretty sure that was one of the bridges of many bridges. There was a bridge in Chattanooga where some black men were hung years ago, Chattanooga, Tennessee. So this is Alabama had 326 lynching victims during the period covered by the study. There goes Mark Berman. The number of African-Americans lynched in Southern states in the 19th and 20th centuries is significantly higher than previously detailed according to a new report examining lynching in the United States. So I'm just leave that right there. Okay. You guys can go and look at that. You can research it. I'm going to get back out of that. Just wanted to pull that up real quick. We're going to get back into this book. All right. So there you go. There's something you can pull up, read it further. Because we try to pull up some facts here when we talk as much as possible. Sometimes you just got to take people's word when they know what they're talking about. All right. So there's that. That's the in a February, February 10, 2015, the uh, Washington Post article, Mark Berman reported that the number of blacks lynched by whites had been underreported through the years. According to Berman, 3,959 blacks were killed in terror lynchings. All right. In terror lynchings. In just 12 southern states in the 19th and 20th centuries, 12 southern states, lynchings in northern big cities were equally as bad in the north as bad as well, um, if not worse. Shout out to New York because I'm going to be calling them out. I'm going to be doing some stuff about New York because New York has some slavery issues going on that they've been trying to hide for a long time. All right. Tom Wicker in his book, Tragic Failure, Racial Integration in, in American. So y'all guys can check out that book. It's called Tragic Failure, Racial Integration in American, stated thousands of blacks were lynched by whites in the U.S. in the late 19th and 20th centuries for any or no reason at all. All right. And I'm saying all this stuff, I'm reading it, kind of look at not only from back then, from this picture here, right? Not only from that, but just think about the unfortunate uh, guys who got lynched recently in 2020, man. It's, it's crazy. In 2020. All right. So again, Tom Wicker in his book, Tragic Failure, Racial Integration in American stated thousands of blacks were lynched by whites in the U.S. in the late 19th and 20th centuries for any or no reason at all. Race lynchings were conducted in northern cities during the aftermath of race riots. There were also pathological factors that drove white men to lynch black men. Lynching is the murder of another human being in public so that everyone knows who did it. All right. Lynching is the murder of another human being in public so that everyone knows who did it. Besides killing the victim, the lynching act displays the power of the killer and the powerlessness of the victim. Since I could not find a single record, this is Claude Anderson speaking, since I could not find a single recorded instance of blacks lynching whites in my research, it seems a reasonable conclusion that blacks were not driven to display revenge or race power by lynching whites. All right. 
Why whites had such strong hate for blacks would be a mystery. Were it not for their determination to instill fear in blacks and maintain control over them. All right. For over a century, black leaders and community groups lobbied presidents and the US Congress to enact laws to stop whites from lynching, burning alive, and executing blacks with crowds celebrating and witnessing the events. But powerful white conservative political and social forces stopped all efforts to block legislation. All right, I want y'all to hear that. Hear the stuff I'm talking about. You can go back and listen to it on either any of the podcast listening platforms or play this video back. All right. In June, I'm going to read that last one again. But powerful white conservative political and social forces stopped all efforts to block legislation, which was the legislation that would uh, enact the laws to stop whites from lynching, burning alive and executing blacks with crowds celebrating and witnessing the events. In June 2005, the U.S. Senate finally voted to issue a formal lynching apology. This apology is not enough, but in June 2005, the U.S. Senate finally voted, you had to vote for it, to issue a formal lynching apology. You had to vote for that. As many as 15 conservative Republicans who represented the North as well as the South refused to endorse any anti-lynching resolutions. Y'all hear that, right? As many as 15 conservative Republicans who represented the North as well as the South refused to endorse any anti-lynching resolution. As abhorrent as it is now, Less than half a century ago, lynching blacks was so embedded in white culture that it was often perceived as a recreational event in both name and practice. All right. In fact, the word picnic. Some of y'all know this. The word picnic, according to some sources, is coin is a coined expression for pick a nigga. All right. I'm going to say that again. In fact, the word picnic, you know how y'all go out on the picnic and eat and sit on the grass? The word picnic, according to some sources, is a coined expression for pick a nigga. All right. From the end of the Civil War until the civil rights movement of the 1960s, a black man was lynched on the average of one every two days. Black men were lynched inside, inside and outside of the law, regardless of whether they were guilty or innocent. There was just it's a culture to just lynch black men. All right. Whether they were guilty or innocent, they was lynching them. However, the practice of lynching is nearly as old as this country. The lynching practice started in, in America during the Revolutionary War when Colonel Charles Lynch led a bunch of vigilantes to dispense their own brand of justice on British supporters and outlaws. Colonel Charles Lynch routinely used his lynch law on the British loyalists in the Virginia colony. Later, white terrorist organizations held a monopoly on lynching, all right? White official power and authority gave groups like the Ku Klux Klan the right to conduct lynchings at the slightest provocation. Lynchings were used to kill individual blacks, but the secondary purpose was to terrorize and intimidate all blacks into good behavior. All right, I'm going to read that again. White terrorist organizations held a monopoly on lynching. White official power and authority gave groups. White official power and authority gave groups like the Ku Klux Klan the right to conduct lynchings at the slightest provocation. Lynchings were used to kill individual blacks, but the secondary purpose was to terrorize and intimidate all blacks into good behavior, all right? Good black behavior meant black dependency on and submissiveness to the control of whites. Through the, through, through the present time, 
few, if any, whites have been legally tried, let alone punished for lynching and terrorizing black people. All right. Let me grab some water here. Um, it says a 10 year, the 10 year period between 1882 and 1892 provides a snapshot of how often lynchings occurred. All right. Whites lynched over 2000 black men. Whites lynched over 2000 black men, period. <laughs> By the early 1918, Booker T. Washington lamented that another 2,500, 2,522 black men were lynched for no justifiable reason. So I'm going to read those again. Whites lynched over 2,000 black men. By the early ninth, by the early 1918, Booker T. Washington lamented that another 2,522 black men were lynched for no justifiable reason. All right. Let me remove this here real quick. For no justifiable reason at all. All right. Of um, of the numerous offenses that white that white mobs use to justify lynching black men the following is a partial list robbery slander up pitiness i don't know what that is wife beating cutting levies kidnapping voodooism poisoning horses writing insulting letters incendiary language political activism Gambling, quarreling, poisoning wells, swindling, jilting a girlfriend, organizing Negroes, throwing rocks, unpopularity, making threats, circulating scandal, gossiping, being troublesome, having a bad reputation, drunkenness, rioting, fraud, enticing a servant away, writing a letter to a white woman, asking a white woman for her hand in marriage, conspiracy, introducing smallpox, giving information, conjuring, concealing a criminal, slapping a child, touching a white woman, talking back to or sassing a white person, passing counterfeit money, owning a barking dog, owning a barking dog, failing to get off the sidewalk so whites could pass by, playing games with a white person, paying attention to a white woman, disobeying ferry regulations, whatever that is, running quarantine, being in the wrong place at the wrong time, being unwilling to work, reading a black newspaper and accepting a job and simply doing as well or, or as, as well as or better economically than whites. Blacks suffered lynching and abuses from whites in large measure because of white population and power dominance. So before I go on, this is all the things that white mobs would use, white mobs use to justify lynching. All these reasons is what I read. I'm going to go over it again before we get out of here. It's for the reasoning for them to lynch black men. Yeah. There were also social as well as power reasons that explain why blacks didn't lynch whites. For centuries, white slaveholders and black preachers socially conditioned blacks to protect themselves and their families by playing get low and respecting white society's authority and code of ethic. All right, so I'm going to say that again. For centuries, white slaveholders and black preachers, some, not all, but white slaveholders and black preachers socially conditioned blacks 
to protect themselves and their families by playing get low. I don't know what get low was back in their day, but by playing get low and respecting white society's authority and code of ethic, um, code of etiquette, excuse me. Even justifiably angry blacks were persuaded not to seek revenge against whites, but to instead forgive whites and adhere to nonviolence and religious passivity. Hmm. Wasn't some of that going on recently? White social acceptance became the ultimate goal, regardless of what white society did to blacks. I'm going to read that again. White social acceptance became the ultimate goal, regardless of white society, regardless of what white society did to blacks. Blacks did not lynch whites for the very same reasons that they were willing to suffer 360 years of slavery and a century more of Jim Crow semi-slavery. Blacks wanted love and acceptance from whites. In all likelihood, neither slavery nor lynching would have endured and prevailed if the black masses had in 1516 when slavery began, not accepted the, brutal, the brutalization of slavery and instead demonstrated willingness to fight to the death rather than to cooperate with the slave system. So back in uh, 1516, when slavery began, if all those blacks just decided that they wasn't going to be allowed to get brutalized, we'll probably be, be in a different situation and a different mindset today. All right. And um, but unfortunately, they wanted to be more accepted and they were more forgiving. And so when people see that you accepting mistreatment, injustice, getting brutalized and they're looking like, oh, they accepting this. No, we're going to keep on doing them that way. So. That continued all the way till 2020, pretty much. You know, people were out there protesting and saying, we forgive, we forgive, we forgive, being passive and not saying, you know what, we're going to stand up to when you're mistreating us. We're not going to allow it being mistreated. Right. It's just like if somebody come up in your house and then they come in there, and sit, you know, they knock on your door, they just come on in your house, sitting on your couch and just come and go to your kitchen and cook. You know, and the next thing you know, they're going in your refrigerator and just eating. And if you just stand there accepting it, you know, they might invite their friends to come do the same thing. And you're just going to be, you know, ran over, walked over like a doormat. The same thing in that, in that instance. If they, uh, in the 1500s, if those, uh, those blacks decided to stand up, it'll be a different, you know, I believe it would be real different today. But you know, now people are looking at things and they're standing up now. And so they're letting people know they're not going for any type of uh, mistreatment, unmerited mistreatment and injustice. All right. So I'm going to go back real quick to um, the part I said I was going to read. And I'm going to get out of here, man. All right. So again, for those who might have missed it. But it's interesting because some of this stuff you was like, what? It's kind of crazy, right? So of the numerous offenses that white mobs use to justify lynching black men, the following is a partial list. And again, it's just a partial list. It's, there was other reasons as well that I guess it was so much that he couldn't, you know, he'd probably be making a few, uh, several pages of this particular uh, question. So the partial list was, here were the reasons that white mobs used to, to lynch black men. Robbery, slander, up-pityness, I don't know what that is, up-pityness, wife beating, they accused, they accused them of wife beating whether they did it or not. Whether they did a robbery or not, if you just if a black man just slandered somebody, that was a reason for them to hang you. 
um, cutting levees, they've hung you. Kidnapping, whether you did it or not, that was justification for them to hang a black man. If they thought a black man was into voodooism, they was hanging him. Poisoning horses, whether he did it or not, they was going to hang him. Writing insulting letters. They was hanging black men for writing insulting letters, whether he wrote one or not. Incendiary language. Political activism. If they showed any type of political activism back in those days, black men, you was going to get hung. Gambling, you're going to get hung. Quarreling, arguments, getting into a beef with another person. And I think whether they was beefing with another black person or a white person, they was going to hang them. They was going to use that justification to hang them. Poisoning wells, whether they poisoned the well or not, you was getting hung. Swindling, conning people, you was going to get hung if you do that. Jilting a girlfriend. Jilting. <laughs> Let's see what that is real quick here. Jilting. I guess you guys can suddenly reject or abandon. And then in parentheses, I guess a lover. So suddenly rejecting or abandoning a lover, a girlfriend, you was going to get hung for that. If you was organizing other black people where it says organizing Negroes. Oh, when there's a lot of black males together. So this is probably where today, if there's a lot of black males just standing around. You might get called on. Police might get called on you. Well, back in the day, they was lynching black men for organizing Negroes. Throwing rocks. If you threw rocks, you was getting hung. Black men. Unpopularity. So you were getting hung back in those days, black men, for unpopularity. If you were just unpopular, if you made threats, you was getting hung. If you were circulating scandal, you was getting hung. If you were gossiping, if you were gossiping, they was going to hang you. If you was being troublesome, you was going to get hung. Having a bad reputation. You was getting hung. Uh, drunkenness. You drunk. They're going to hang you for that. Um, rioting. You was going to get hung. You know, like all the riots that was happening recently. Man, he was back in them days. They catch you and hang you for that. Fraud. Enticing a servant away. Writing a letter to a white woman. You was going to get hung for writing a letter to a white woman. To Karen's. <laughs> asking a white woman for her hand in marriage. You were going to get hung for that. Conspiracy, you were going to get hung. Introducing smallpox. If a black man was introducing smallpox, which where did this, where has that been in history mentioned? But if you, they felt like you was introducing smallpox, you were going to get hung. Giving information, whatever the information was, you was going to get hung if you was giving information. Conjuring, concealing a criminal, slapping a child, touching a white woman, you was going to get hung. Whether they felt like they touched the person or not, or a white woman can just go around and say, he touched me, a black man touched me. Oh, they was going to hang you for it. That sounds like something recently where... I was in New York, but one of them cities where the lady was saying the little boy touched her butt and then it turned out to be that it wasn't him. I think it was his backpack. You know, he was turning around to do something and the backpack touched it and she called the police on the little kid, scaring him to death. All this years ago and we still going through the same ish now. Nothing changed. Right. So touching a white woman, talking back to or sassing a white person. So if you talk to a white person or you sass them. You're going to get hung. And it's so funny that some of the older folks like the civil rights era type groups, 
group of people in that era. They used the word sassing back in the day. You would hear that maybe from your grandma or great grandma sassing. I wonder if that all came from back in the slavery times. Right. Passing counterfeit money, owning a barking dog, you are going to get hung. <laughs> Failing to get off the sidewalk so whites could pass by, you are going to get hung for that. Playing games with a white person. Playing games with a white person, you are subject to getting hung, right? Paying attention to a white woman. If you just, they felt like you was paying attention or they caught you paying attention to a white woman, you were going to be hung for that. Disobeying ferry regulations. Running quarantine, being in the wrong place at the wrong time, you are liable to get hung for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Let's see here. Being unwilling to work, reading a black newspaper and accepting a job and simply doing as well as or better economic, economically than whites, you know, back in them days, you were going to get hung for that. He was just one of the reasons for why they would hang you for reading a black newspaper and accepting a job and simply doing as well as or better economically than whites, they were going to hang you for that. Blacks suffered lynching and abuses from whites in large measure because of white population and power dominance. All right. So that ends uh, this episode. Again, this is coming from Claude Anderson's A Black History Reader, 101 Questions You Never Thought to Ask is a real deep book. He ties in history. He gets some, he pulled out some uh, facts. So because, you know, you got some people who always in denial and he brings out sources. All right. Say, for instance, this one here, you see there, there you go, where the uh, Mark Berman source right there in the bottom right there that watch the y'all can pull it up. Go to um, type in Google uh, 2015 Washington Post article Mark Berman. And it should pop up where it says um, even more black people were lynched in the U.S. than previously thought, study finds. So the Washington Post even posted this article. That was one source. And then another source was a book called The Tragic Failure of Integration by Tom Wicker, uh, William Morrow and Company, INC, New York, New York. 1996 pages 37 and 77 so those are your sources right there for those who you know want to doubt folks and so that ends that man so a lot of stuff that i was reading you can even say that stuff is going on today even the reasons that i, that I was reading about right the reasons that they were lynching blacks back then just coming up with stuff coming up with reasons right kind of interesting so you guys check it out do your research you know look it up for yourself don't just take my word for it check out the resources and you go get this get his book too all right so next week we're going to be tackling something else and it's going to be fairly uh, pretty interesting. There's a lot of stuff in here throughout, uh, you know, not every podcast ap episode, of course, but every now and then we're going to come back and tackle some more information in this book. I did the Sundown Towns in the previous podcast episode. So there's a lot of good stuff in here, man. For nearly 500 years, blacks in America have lived within a Continuum of Socioeconomic Systems, Legalized Slavery, Jim Crow, Segregation, and Political Correctness. 
The Mile distributed uh, nearly 100% of the nation's wealth, land, resources, rights, privileges, and controls of all levels of government into the hands of whites. He's always said that. So, um, yeah, there you go. That's the book. Next week, we're going to tackle something else from the book so um, that you're going to find quite interesting. All right. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate y'all coming in. Um, go back and check it out. You know, play it again. Let me know what you think and leave a comment. All right. Thumbs up. Follow. Be sure to follow the show. We're here live on Facebook as well as YouTube. All right. And um, again, we are on different listening platforms. All right. Podcast listening platforms that you guys can uh, check out. All right. So we're on Podcast Republic, Castro, Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, uh, Google Podcast, Google Play Music, CastBox, Breaker, Apple Podcasts. Of course, we are on YouTube Live, Norwood Media Vision, as you see on the screen. Um, we give, we put out clips in, on uh, Norwood Media Vision, as you see there, Norwood underscore Media underscore Vision on Instagram, and we also at Norwood media vision on Facebook. You can also listen to us on the podcast app. And you can go to Himalaya. We also you can listen to the show on Himalaya. And there's probably a few others that I recall we are on, but I forget the names of them. So, but you can always listen to the show as well. All right. Or check us out live. All right. So this ends the show, the episode here for question number 29. Hopefully, everything has been answered for you. Blacks didn't lynch whites. So why did whites routinely lynch blacks? So hopefully it was laid out to you and you got your answers. And in case somebody else wants to try to come at you with something, you can gather up this information and bring it back at them. All right. Once again, this is Thoughts of the Week podcast. We will see you next week or we might see you this Thursday. We just have to see. All right. We on Mondays and sometimes Thursdays. And um, we'll either see you this coming Thursday or we'll see you next week on Monday at 9 p.m. again. All right. So with that being said, thoughts of the week, you rocking with the best. I'm out. Peace.